Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Well, hey, friends, this is Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as I've really emphasized this season, the biblical mandate for parents to take ownership of their child's spiritual development, not to leave this task up to the church, but to take the reins and to think about the biblical formation of your child in a very serious way. Now, if you've benefited so far from these short messages, please share this podcast with a friend, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor. Now, listen, I know you want to raise your children unto the Lord, but it's actually also important that the people around you do the same. Their children and yours will be leading this country. Their children and yours will be the teachers of this nation, the government officials. So I'm just saying, don't we also want them hearing this timely teaching as well? Well, God has taught very clearly all through Scripture of two paths that every person on this earth has to choose between. God gives no middle ground. There are two paths and only two paths. So today, your Discipleship Coach Kids Edition tip is to teach your children about the two paths in life from Scripture. What do I mean by this? Well, I want to break down a few Bible passages for you. And then I'm going to share how I have taught my two sons and am in an ongoing way teaching this two-path teaching to my sons even now. Now, I'm going to take us on a little journey to unpack this concept. So I just want you to hang with me and absorb what the scriptures say. Let's start in the Old Testament. God, when speaking to the Israelite people, said in Deuteronomy chapter 30, 15, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Okay, so here, right off the bat, we see two paths, either life and prosperity or death and destruction. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, God says, this day, I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Here, the paths are described as life and blessings or death and curses. Let's look at the book of Psalm chapter one. Listen to how these two paths are laid out in these next six verses. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do prospers, but not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So here again, we see two different ways, two divergent paths. 
One path is walking in step with wicked people. Choosing this path leads to being fleeting like chaff in the wind, not standing with righteous on the day of judgment, and ultimately their end will be destruction. The other way, the other path, is those who delight in God's laws, who meditate on his word. Choosing that path will lead to a fruitful life and standing with the righteous on the day of judgment and having God watch over your life. I mean, think about it, parents. Which one do we personally want? Okay, so one more Old Testament passage from Jeremiah 21.8, where God says, further, Tell the people, this is what the Lord says. See, I'm setting before you the way of life and the way of death. Okay, so we're putting this picture together, right, of these two ways of life. Now let's turn to the New Testament and see Jesus's teaching on this subject. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, we come to Jesus's teaching on the narrow and the wide gates. It says, or I should say, he says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. So we have Jesus's teaching the multitudes during his famous Sermon on the Mount. And here he's describing narrow and wide gates and narrow and broad roads. One gate, one road leads to destruction, death, and hell. One gate and one road leads to life. Now let's understand that the narrow gate, or if you're reading the same parable in the book of Luke, Luke would call it a door. It's talking about salvation. Recall that Jesus himself called himself the gate. John 10, 9, he says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So it is the narrow way of salvation that involves faith in Jesus Christ as the only savior. And then once you place your faith in Christ, the narrow gate, you are to stay on the narrow road and continually choose the narrow road and avoid choices that would lead you down a path of destruction. So this scripture journey could go on and on. I could point you to the two types of builders, one building on sand, one building on rock. I could point you to Ezekiel in the Old Testament where God seeks to have his people have an undivided heart, to choose one path, the righteous path, and stick to it. I could even take us to the book of Revelation where Jesus says he does not want his followers to be lukewarm. That when we're lukewarm, not choosing one path or the other, it makes him want to vomit. All through scripture, we are continually confronted with two ways to live, two paths to follow, and there is no middle ground. But what does this mean for our children? This means that we've got to be clear about the two paths. We need to teach our children that God has laid out two paths, and God wants us to choose life. He wants them to choose the righteous way. That all through life, they're going to have opportunities to choose the narrow path which in many instances may not be the most popular path. They will most likely be in the minority when choosing to follow God in righteous living. Now, I've mentioned this to my sons in varying degrees all through their lives. They have been taught from scripture by me and by my church leaders about building their lives or their house on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. 
meaning to place our faith in Christ and to build our lives seeking his will at each turn. And that not to place our faith in Christ is shaky ground, like sand in a storm. It is not stable, and it will not help us in this life or for eternity. Josh and Jake could 100% recite to you right at this moment these biblical teachings, and they're ages 11 and 13. They could have recited this much younger. But my bottom line is this. We need to teach our children the Bible stories. We need to literally open the Bible tonight at dinner and say, kids, while you eat dessert, your popsicles, your ice cream, whatever it is, mommy wants to read to you this passage of scripture. Look, there's two paths. (laughs) You, You just need to open it and read it. Or maybe it's after dinner, or maybe it's while you're cooking lunch, or maybe driving in the car. So we need to teach our children the Bible stories. Just use the passages I've already read to you earlier in this podcast. Step two is to remind your children of the two paths throughout their life, especially in junior high and high school and college, right? Now, right now, my boys are in junior high. And so I may say driving in the car, listen, tomorrow we're actually taking a road trip because it's spring break time here in Texas. And I may say, hey, boys, you know, God is clear in scripture. There's only two paths in life. Do you recall what those paths are? And they'll be like, what? Can I just play my iPad? And I'm like, nope. I just want to have a little chat. And so I'll even ask them, what are examples of people in your junior high choosing the wide path? What are examples of kids choosing the narrow path? Now, I may do this conversation not only while I'm driving or maybe fixing lunch, or maybe they're telling me something that happened at school that day. And I'm going to try to connect that story to this biblical teaching of choosing God's way. And I promise you, as they get older, and perhaps make some unwise decisions, I will say, son, I'd rather you choose life. You seem like you may be heading down the wide road. I don't want you to go down the wide road that leads to destruction. Okay. I know, you know, I would say that (laughs) I'm, I've taught it. I've made it clear and I'm absolutely going to reiterate it, especially when I feel like my child's going on the, on the wide road of destruction. Why would I not hold up a huge stop sign and say, choose God, choose life here. My friends, it is sad that many church-going kids are not clear on the two paths. I mean, let alone all the other children that are not being raised in a Christian home, which is a sad travesty in my opinion. But what about church kids? They're obliviously, many of them, choosing the easy, popular path, completely ignorant that there is a choice, and they need to firmly make that choice. Third, I reiterate this biblical teaching in my prayers for my sons morning and night. Now, not every single day, but I would say probably on a weekly basis, they're hearing words like this. I might say, oh, Lord, keep Josh on the narrow path today. Please help him stand strong in temptation and to choose a path that would please you. Or I might say, you know, oh, Lord, thank you that Jake is yours. He is your child. He hears your voice. You can empower him to build a fruitful life on the solid rock of salvation. Or I might say, oh, Lord, I pray today that if everyone is choosing the easy path, the wide path, you would give Josh and Jake the leadership, the fortitude to follow you in righteous living, even if they follow you alone. So through my prayers I'm reiterating that into their heart and their mind on an ongoing basis. So by teaching biblical stories and parables to your children, helping them apply it to their life as they grow, even by asking them questions and praying this over them as they grow, the 
two paths will become exceedingly clear to them. So I exhort you to teach your children clearly the two paths. You know, we need to encourage our children. We need to say to them, listen, there's two paths in life, and I want you to choose God's way. I am praying for you, and I'm raising you to be able to choose God even when it's tough. His way leads to a life of fruitfulness. His way leads to him watching over you. His way leads to you standing with the righteous on judgment day. You will have to choose, and I pray that you choose life. Let me pray. Lord, I pray that each parent listening to this podcast will also choose life. Lord, I pray that they will have entered the narrow gate. They will have surrendered their heart to you, Lord Jesus, and they would be walking on the narrow path that leads to righteousness and to life. Lord, you say, I am the gate. And so, Father, I pray that we would place our faith and trust in you. And the Lord, I pray that we would turn it around. These parents, please empower them to turn around and to teach this to their children. Hey, kids, there's two paths. Do you remember which one they are? Do you remember the Bible verse that teaches that? We just need to teach this on an ongoing basis. Bring this to these parents' minds. Lord, our life is so busy. You look down, you see it, you know it. And Father, I pray that you would empower us, give us the margin in life to take the time to clearly teach our children there's two paths, and they're going to have multiple, countless opportunities to stay on the narrow path. And so, Lord, we say that we love you, and we need you, and we surrender our parenthood to you. Father, we want you to empower us to raise these children in a God-pleasing, God-fearing way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at loriejoynerministries.org.